They did it. Y'all know that sound. Nobody believed but us. That's why we call faithful. Nobody believed but us. Touchdown. You know that sound. Uh-huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Oh, oh, <laughs> Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot, reppin' niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that life, diddy. Oh. Yeah. Nitty greed is that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty greed is that niners talk. We outline players up and chalk. Nitty greed is that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this the Niners talk. Niners talk. Nitty gritty, this the Niners talk. Yeah, yeah. Nitty gritty, back and back, 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 back. What's going on, everybody? Donnie, what's going on, fam? I'm living the dream as always, man. How you guys doing? Peace. Going out there. I'm doing okay. Just got that. That shot uh, Saturday, so arms a little sore. <laughs> but you know, other than that, I'm living. I'm making I got it. My, I got mine on Friday, yo, and mm-hmm. it hurt. Like yeah, it did like, hurt. <laughs> like I've been lifting, yes. lifting hammers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Annie, how you doing out there? I mean, good. Just trying to make it through school. School's kind of kicking my butt right now, but we're making it. <laughs> almost, you're almost done though, right? Yeah. When is school over for you out in Cali? Uh. Right? Yeah, May, May. So you guys are done May. Mid-May? We still in school to June, mid, end of June. Ain't that crazy? I'm moving to California. Somebody pay my rent. Dang. That's crazy. All right. So, guys, welcome back to the show. I can't wait to get down to this show. We got some fun things we're going to do with you guys out there. We're going to get y'all participation, hopefully. Shout out to everybody out there. Donnie has a shout out. Go ahead and get it out, man, before we get into the formalities, Donnie. Yeah, man, I just want to shout out to Miss Debbie, Debbie Ryan, a.k.a. Top Hat Deb. You know, I keep getting these knocks at the door and I give my girl that dirty look. You know, I saw look at my wife like you got more stuff from Amazon, right? Well, right before the show today, she sent me more baby clothes for the little boy. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. So, Miss Debbie's loading us up, man. Thank you so much, Miss Debbie. You are the best. Auntie Deb, love you. Love you. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Auntie Deb, I wish size large. Uh, and I found out today my, my, that my feet are bigger than what I thought they were because I went to go get fitted today for running sneakers because my feet just hurt my heels and stuff like that. No disrespect to Nikes. I still will buy my Nikes. But when it comes to running shoes, I got me a pair of uh, Sockonies. Them joints feel like pillows, bro. I'm telling you, go get your feet fitted. It's the best thing that'll ever happen to you, especially if you're gonna be out there, you know, running and doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm be able to run for another 10 years. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get down to the show. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, but make sure you go ahead and like, follow us on Facebook, Nitty Gritty Niners. You already know it's spelled all the way out. Please also, you can follow us on Twitter at Nitty Gritty Niners, uh, and you that's where we do all our polls, right? So make sure you go ahead and follow us on our Twitter channel. For our Instagram channel, we promise hey i went live today from the instagram channel and i actually had a good time i think i'm gonna do a pre-show every week before we do our show only on mondays they can go live whenever they want but that's when i'm going live so make sure you follow us on instagram at nitty gritty niners 
and subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Nitty Gritty Niners, while you're there, make sure you hit that thumbs up. Please smash that like button and leave a comment in the comment section. And one of us will be able to respond to you in our comment section. And to everyone listening to us on their podcasting stations, please go to uh, anchor.fm. That's your one-stop shop for podcasting. So if you don't like a favorite podcasting thing, just go there and you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, you know my favorite Apple Podcast. And on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and subscribe to our channel and leave five stars. You can also email us, nittygrittyniners at gmail.com. We love emails as well. Matter of fact, we got people that want to be guests on the show, guys. They want to do mock drafts on the show. So we're going to have to work out a schedule where maybe I could do one, you could do one, or somebody, whatever, because I know we're all busy. So hopefully we can get some of the fans on the show because they like to mock draft. It's mock draft season. And make sure you guys stay tuned because Annie will be doing a live mock draft tonight. And I can't wait to see how she GMs the thing. All right. All right. Let's get into the show. Annie, what news we got? I think I've only got one piece of news for you this week. And this one came out of the blue. Josh McCown. Or not Nate Sudfeld. I always get those two mixed up. Nate Sudfeld is a 49er. He has a one-year deal. I think the breakdown is 990000 base salary, 252 k guaranteed, and then he has 137.5 k in incentives. So that's that's the breakdown on that, and I did not see this one coming. It kind of threw me, threw me for a loop for a minute. So, yeah, that's right, one. The, the, the 49ers have another quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And. Let's talk about this really quick. What, are your, what is the first thought that comes to your mind with the 49ers signing another quarterback? Let's start with Donnie Peachy, then I'll go, and then Annie, if you want to add anything else to it. Donnie, first thoughts that come to your mind. They added another quarterback to the room. Competition I, or? I think it I think it kind of plays to what you've been saying all along. Um, there's a trade coming soon to a theater near you. So, um, you know, just considering... Yeah, considering how many picks we lost in moving up to number three, don't be surprised. I love Jimmy. Don't get me wrong. Don't be surprised if you see him traded on draft day. Draft day. It's a possibility. It's definitely out there. Uh, Peachy, what are your thoughts? I just want to say that it's the same thing that I've also been saying. Uh, I just think it's just competition. I do believe that a trade's coming, but I've been saying that. But I just believe it's just more quarterbacks to come in and compete because John Lynch, you know, like he said, he's got to get some viable quarterbacks to to get behind that starter. We we can't have what we had before, and I think it's just it's just bring bring quarterbacks in and let them let them fight it out in training camp. I like that. I like competition. Competition breeds champions. Mm-hmm. I think the better competition you have in there, the better these quarterbacks will be going at it with one another. Here's the thing, like, um, you know, 49er Media says we should keep Jimmy G. We're going to talk about that. Hey, we cannot have an episode without talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't have any Jimmy Garoppolo posters for you guys tonight, but we're definitely going to mention his name just a little bit. Uh, look, here's how I think. Um, they brought in another quarterback. They brought in a quarterback that my man Rich Scangarella is familiar with. He coached them out in Philadelphia, right? So they bring in another guy. They brought back a guy that they got from a trade, right, that they signed, Josh Rosen, who had some experience with the Kyle Shanahan system on last in the 2020 season. And so that's another guy that's going to be familiar a little bit with the system. I think this is a way for them to say, hey, Jimmy, 
I know you don't want to be here. That's fine. You know, don't let the doorknob hit you. You know, you know, don't let the good Lord split. Where you know, wherever the saying is, you know what it is. So I think this might be a way for Jimmy to walk out of here. Whether they cut him, whether they try to trade him, I think something goes down. I think the 49ers are gonna be, you know, sufficed with having these quarterbacks in the room. And I believe that they can can't compete with the rookie on a rookie level. And if the rookie outdoes them, well, that will say that they just wanted to upgrade the backup quarterback position. Cause I still think Josh Rosen and Nate Sudfield is an upgrade over C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins. I think we can all agree to that. I hope. Uh, even though we didn't see much out of Nate Sudfield, we did see some out of Josh Rosen. But I think in this system, I think they're upgrades. Andy, would you like to add anything else, your thoughts on the Nate Sudfield side? Yeah, sorry. I think I froze for a second there. Um, yeah, basically what you said, I mean, and I think that it could even be the possibility of Jimmy getting traded midseason because if Jimmy's out of there come like September, no, no, November, I mean, you're still going to need that solid backup like they've like they've spoken about before. So I think they're really trying to solidify that backup position. Most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. So, hey, I got some things we're going to talk about. We're going to go around the table with. All right. And we're going to start with the pro days because we got a second pro day coming up for my man, Justin Fields. All right. Justin Fields has a second pro day per Albert Breer. As of Sunday, just two teams have committed to being in Columbus to watch Justin Fields' second pro day. All right. So that's that's amazing right there. Uh, two teams have committed. Now, those two teams are the 49ers and the Patriots. Also, Fields' workout, at least as of right now, is set to be closed to the media. Other than Ohio State's in-house video people, I'm hoping and praying that this is on the Big Ten Network. Uh, because if it's on the Big Ten Network, I'll be able to tune in. If this is closed, guys, what are your thoughts? Like, how? Like, why do you think they're closing it out? Like, that's that's kind of whack, right? I don't. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, <laughs> I, um, I feel like that they're closing it out because I think they're trying to. You know, because we, we can't have any private workouts. So I think that they found, like, wiggle room around that. I think they found a way around in the private workout. So it's like a semi-private workout. But it's really just a private workout. That's all it is for these two teams. It's not... But they can't call it a private workout because we're not allowed to have those this year. So I just think it's funny that it's just the 49ers and the Patriots. Is what what is is really funny to me that that no other teams are in, are interested in in attending this, but well, yet I mean, still you know no other teams can trade up to get up right. Who are you going to trade with the Jets? So I, I guess they're like, hey man, we're not going to be it again. Except for the Patriots, the Patriots feel mm -hmm. like they have a shot, you know, moving up to four, four. with Atlanta, right? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so maybe yep. some of the other teams are like, eh. You know, we might yeah. not be able to get him, so bump it. But it, it's cool. And so here, Jason says, look, it's closed. Uh, sorry, it's closed due to Fields and Lance using parts of the 49ers offense mm -hmm. in their routine. So that is the reason why it's closed. But that's so. So this is where, you know, this is where the controversy comes in. Right. Because it's not called a private workout. But if you're incorporating certain concepts from the 49ers and the Patriots offense, isn't it a private workout? 
sort of. No, and yes, next, I, I don't know. Who cares? Let's just hope that this doesn't come back and bite us in the behind later on down the road. Saying, oh, 49ers and the Patriots have scheduled practice football. <laughs> don't care about this, right? All they do, all you're going to do is lose the pick. Right? So the Patriots don't care about the pick. But the 49ers need to be caring about their picks coming forward in the future. They won't lose anything in 2021. But 2022, 2023, they might lose the second round pick. That would hurt the 49ers. So I'm hoping this doesn't come back bite us in the tooth. All right, so we got some more things to talk about these pro days. Now, I'm excited. We're going to only focus on Justin Fields' pro day, right? Because his pro day is on this Wednesday, April 14th. All right, so details uh, on the Fields' pro day will be led by NFL coaches. We can talk about that. Um, as of Sunday, Justin Fields, we talked about that. It's close to the media. Uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan will both be in Columbus and Fargo. Guess who else is going? All right, this is by Albert Breer. So I have a little clip that we're going to play my man Tom. And Mike, not only are 49ers brass going to attend both the Trey Lance and Justin Fields' second pro days, I am told that what those quarterbacks are going to do on the field is going to be a mix of their original pro day mixed with some drills and throws that Kyle Shanahan uses in practice. In other words, no, you cannot do private workouts this year, but this is about as close as you're going to get to what a private workout otherwise would look like. As you guys said, there are a lot of people who believe Mac Jones is going to be the pick at number three overall, but at minimum, the 49ers are trying to be thorough here and fully examining their options, Andrew. And, and- you know, I thought we'd be able to get through one episode without having the damn word Mac Jones come out, but he just had to end with the Mac Jones, <laughs> right? Or is it just me? <laughs> Donnie, I think you're on mute. You know that whole rumor of Mac Jones is going around right now. I think the entire 49er fan base is afraid that Kyle Shanahan is going to do that. So it's big talk right now. They got to bring it up. Yeah, it, it's going to be crazy, man. Um, <sighs> Look, I got some things I want to talk about with Mac Jones. So if you guys don't mind, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead because Donnie's, uh, someone said I was breaking up a little bit. I'm not sure if I'm breaking up to you guys, but if I'm breaking up to them out there, that stinks. But go ahead and answer Sloppy's uh, question. He wants to know if you guys heard anything about OBJ possibly being traded. If Cleveland gets a fair offer, I'll be back in about two minutes. I. Go ahead, Annie. Oh, I haven't seen anything about that, but it's the OBJ all over again. I feel like every year this happens, he's on the trade market. So I don't know if I would, you know, give my hopes up about that. But I mean, if it is true, I can, I would love to have OBJ. I've been an advocate for getting him over here for a couple of years now. But um, I say we make a shot. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening. Uh, this is just kind of where we are right now. I mean, I'm not saying we're in rebuild mode, but we're trying to build on what we already have. Obviously going to get a new quarterback. Um, the, the, the price of OBJ, I just don't think that's something we're looking at right now. Because to be honest, personally, I like Emmanuel Sanders. If we're going to spend money on a wide receiver, go get that guy. I don't know what's going on with him. If he's already been picked up. Yeah, he's a bill now, bro. He, yeah, he's in Buffalo. He, he joined the fire squad, man. Josh mm-hmm. Allen just got a little bit better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just a little bit better. Did everybody touch on that? Did everybody? Did, I didn't hear everybody, so I heard Annie and Donnie. Peachy, did you touch on the OBJ? I hadn't heard anything about it. Um, I would actually love to have him. I just don't know 
if Cleveland's even serious about it because like Annie said, this is like once a year. Like you, you hear about this every single year with OBJ and then nothing happens. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm at the point where I just don't think he even fits in Cleveland anymore. You know right. what I'm saying? Like they have they have tons of wide receivers and you're trying to factor in a guy. The quarterback's not even necessarily getting him the ball, man. His favorite target is Jarvis Landry, right? And so it's like I don't even think OBJ would cost that much. I mean, he's declining, his his he's injured, he gets injured, you know, enough. Uh, but I don't even think, you know, he would cost that much in you know, in a trade value, I think I don't think his value is that high. I mean, he still has high value, but I don't think he would cost any team that much. But I'm sure because you, if you're a 49er, you're gonna ask for everything: the cat, the bag, the hat. You're gonna ask for like <laughs> 20 draft picks just because that's what teams do. But I would love Odell. Can you imagine? I've been wanting Odell Beckham in this system for the longest. Can you imagine him in the slot? Shoot, man. Like that talent, his radius, his catchability. He doesn't have to be your deep threat guy. You can use Ayuk for that or whatever. But can you imagine him in the slot catching quick passes from Trey Lance? That would be amazing. You see what I did there? All right. So they're going to start hating on me in a minute. I already know. We, we have side conversations about the Trey Lance and Justin Fields thing. But I can tell you something. Listen, Mac Jones is projected to be drafted by the San Francisco 49ers with a number three pick in the 2021 draft. Then this comes out. So now you got some executives saying, listen, man, I don't buy that bull crap. It's all smoke. It's smoke. I've been saying it's smoke and mirrors for the longest. It's all smoke. I don't buy it, one AFC executive said. I think it's Fields at three. An NFC exec says, I don't know, one way or the other. But I have a hard time seeing Mac Jones as the third player in this draft. Another NFC ex exec says, doesn't smell right to me. Let's talk about this for a few minutes. Let's start with Annie Peachy Donnie. It hasn't seemed right to me since the beginning. I mean, Mac Jones of three, I, if Adam Schefter loves to talk about it. The media loves to talk about it. They know it gets on our nerves. Everyone likes to think that they understand Kyle Shanahan and what he's trying to do. But I just can't wrap my mind around how you could take someone like Mac Jones at three. I understand he went to Alabama. He's solid. He's accurate. But there's just so much more possibility waiting for you with the other quarterbacks in this draft. And I just don't see how you can pass over that to go for really just compared to the top quarterbacks in this, in this draft. He's average compared to them. So I just I don't I think it is all smoke. and I don't think anyone knows what the 49ers are going to do ex except for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. I, I agree with you. Peachy Ash, I'm going to let you go last. Donnie, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you already know how I feel about Mac Jones. If we traded all that away and all the way up to go after that guy, you're going to see me outside 49er headquarters in Santa Clara with GoFundMe results for me and Kyle Shanahan to be doing away in to fight because that's ridiculous. Right? Come on. Justin Fields is way better. He's Come on. We could do it. We could do it right at the fields. We could do it right at Levi Stadium. You know what I'm saying? We can get a ring in there. They do the wrestling rings, the boxing rings. You know what I'm saying? That'll be a dope fight, man. I think you could take him in two rounds, bro. Oh, I know I can, man. Come on, there ain't no question. All I'm saying is, man, you got a guy like Justin Fields. If he's there at three, I'm still skeptic as to whether he'll be there at number three. But um, like Paulie was saying earlier, Kyle Shanahan's the quarterback killer anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, come on. Can we stop? You keep saying he's the quarterback killer. Who has he killed? 
He's been trying to make quarterbacks work in this system for the longest. He realized Jimmy Garoppolo was limited. He said, you know what, Jimmy, you suck. I'm taking you out. I'm going to, I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? Put that comment back up there because I definitely want to read that on the air after Peachy goes. Um, Peachy, go ahead. I, I saved Peachy for last because she I know she's been wanting to say this and get this off her chest for the longest. So, Peachy, go ahead. What? All I want to say is that there there is no way. All right, stop, 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 stop. You've been bitching and complaining. And give me that Peachy right now. That's the Peachy I want. This is smoke. <laughs> Give me that peachy. Go gritty right now. Three, two, one. I'm not even sure that y'all really want me to really express and be peachy Three, like I want to. Because I'm telling you one, right now. There's no way that the 49ers moved up from 12 to 3 to take Mac Jones. There's also something else that I want to add since it's my turn on here so that I can talk about this. There is one, I don't know. If you call him an exec, but somewhere on Twitter, I saw where somebody had asked Pete Carroll and he started laughing. So he was like, no, there's no way that they're going to do that. Uh, uh-uh, They're not. There are smart NFL people that know good and well, and there's no way that you do that. You just do not. Not when you have fields right there. You guys are not going to want to see me draft night live on here if we select mac jones because i'm telling you it is not gonna be pretty at all it's I'm not i'll tell you right now if you don't get gritty right now they're not gonna tune into you period I, like because i will tell them not you listen <laughs> y'all peachy has been cursing me out for three days and i ain't even select mac jones he, i don't even want him i just i just throw the the optimistic optimism out there about you know maybe that's kyle's guy and she's like how how can he be kyle i want that peachy i'm gonna give you one more shot you don't have to curse you don't have to get loud you just got to get gritty ready three two one kyle is stupid and i will question his coaching ability for any quarterback any quarterback at all. I will have to roll with Donnie on this one. I will have to be right outside of Niners headquarters with Donnie right beside him. So we just had to put on a tag team because I'm telling you, if Kyle Shanahan makes this selection of Mac Jones, it is on. It is on. You guys just don't understand. It's on because that means that that Kyle apparently does not have the balls. Excuse me. To be able to balls. take We're on sponsors, you can say balls. Balls to, are good. To take on the responsibility of coaching an intelligent quarterback like a Justin Fields or an up-and-coming intelligent quarterback like Trey Lance, that he does not have that that in him, and that means that he's scared. And that means that that he just is backing down and he's just going to go with the same old, same old, same old because he doesn't want to 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 do what he needs to do to influence the quarterback. So I will have no respect for him. Like I will still be a Niner fan because I have been a Niner fan since I was eight. Now, 48, by the way, everybody wants to know that. So 40 years strong. But I tell you what. He will be a disappointment, and, and I will lose all respect for him if he if, if he doesn't do that. I just won't. 
<laughs> Yo, I love you guys out there. <laughs> Listen, wait, somebody say, oh, where's Kevin's comment? He said you had stage fright, boo. I don't know why she gets stage. Listen, yo, behind the scenes, man, I'm telling you, she is. She take off the makeup, she grabs the Vaseline, and she puts on the fake because she ain't going to break no skin. She ready to throw blows. Uh, if y'all can hear those conversations, man, about Kyle Shanahan. Look, Donnie, when she told me she was going to join you and she would side with Donnie, and I'm like, you you mean to tell me you're going to start talking trash about Kyle Shanahan? She was like, yep. That would make him the worst quarterback, the worst coach in the NFL if he goes ahead and drafts Mac Jones. See, I don't think it makes him the worst coach. I just don't think it makes him the smartest coach. Like, I, I will finally say to myself, Kyle Shanahan's no longer genius. I think he can come out of the genius category. I think we can all agree, right? Yeah, let me say this, though, Breezy. Like, when I say he's the quarterback killer, I don't mean, like, the quarterback. I mean that position. I mean, look what he's done in the past few years. Look what uh, him and his dad's history over in Washington. You know what I mean? Uh, As a coach, and I have a family full of coaches, man. So when you have a certain style of quarterback, you need to adapt your playbook to match that quarterback. He hasn't done that with Jimmy. I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you guys and say that we can't move on from Jimmy because I know the popular opinion is that we need to. Um, I'm ready for that. As long as Kyle Shanahan doesn't pull the same, you know what, with this new guy, if we get a Justin Fields, like, like we said last week, Kyle Shanahan's got an ego. If we get a Justin Fields, he needs to put that in the drawer, close it, lock it up, and let that man do his thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. If Kyle drafts Mac Jones, he will be labeled as the next Adam Gase? Hell no. <laughs> Did, Kyle, Did Adam Gase make it to a Super Bowl? I rest my case. You can't say he's Adam Gates. I just don't think he knows how to draft quarterbacks. I think I think that's what it is, right, Donnie? Like you're saying, he kills that position. He hasn't – we don't know what Kyle Shanahan's guy is because I think Kyle Shanahan is trying to, tra- you know, change his trajectory each and every season with a quarterback that is competent, like Peachy says. And I just don't think Jimmy is competent enough to run the system. I think, Donnie, what we did see was him cater to Jimmy Garoppolo the year of the trade. Then the year after the trade, he got hurt. And then he, then the year after that, Jimmy learned more of the Kyle Shanahan stuff. The trust left the, the year of 20. How is it that the trust left in the year we went to the Super Bowl? Doesn't that shit not ring a bell? Yeah. Like, that's when the trust left. You can say it left around the end of the season. Maybe that's, even though he won us a few games, you can say that the trust started to leave toward the end of 2019. And then in, 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 the, in the playoffs, we watched him take the ball out of Jimmy hand. So, look, did you somebody, did he just say Gase was, who is this kid? I, I We need to meet. There's no way Gase is greater than Kyle Shanahan, bro. I don't know him. <laughs> There's no way. Somebody get him and spank him or something. There's no way that Gase is, is greater than, than Kyle Shanahan. All right. So, listen, you guys spe- you got your spiel out about Mac Jones. Look, we're going to probably do it again next week and the week after that. Because, look, we, the week of the draft is going to be crazy, crazy, especially after we watch these pro days. So, you got uh, Justin Fields on April 14th, and then you got Trey Lance on April 19th. So, next week's Monday show, we will be talking about Trey Lance 
probably for 45 minutes. I'm, I'm just going to tell you like it is. And then, of course, we're going to talk about Justin Fields because we'll be able to recap what he did at his pro day. Now, listen, tonight's show is called In the Zone. And it's called In the Zone because each one of us had to get into the zone, that 2-3 zone. We about to lock something down. We about to force guys to shoot to break up this zone. And it's rounds 2-3. And so we want to focus on rounds 2 and round three, day two of the NFL draft. I think this is where coaches, general managers really show how great they are at drafting. I think the first round draft pick is where you can kind of like, you know, I don't want to say you can hit or miss, but hey, that junk went away finally. I don't know who it was, where it went, but it finally, oh, it was Peachy causing the, the echo the whole time. That's so funny, <laughs> but it finally went away. Anyway, I think that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have been doing pretty decent at their second and third round picks. And let's just go back and take a look at the second and third round picks. Sorry. So we're going to go with their first tenure here. Uh, I believe they got, well, who did they get their first year here? We got, we got Akella Witherspoon. We got C.J. Beathard in the third round. Was Akella a second round pick? I think he was a third round pick. I can't remember. But that that was that. And then um, the next year, they got Dante Pettis and Fred Warner and Tavarius Moore. All right. And then they got Debo Samuel. And then you got uh, Jalen Hurd up there. All right. And so these are your second and third round picks over the tenure of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Now, let's just talk about each one of these guys, right? Because some of them aren't with us. There's, we no longer have Dante Pettis. We no longer have uh, Weatherspoon. And we no longer have C.J. Beathard, right? And so what are your thoughts on those guys? Were those bust picks for Kyle and John? Let's start with Annie. She hasn't talked in a minute. <laughs> I'm saying, I mean, it depends. I don't think... I don't think Akella was a bust pick. I just think it ended up not working out, but I don't think you can look at the whole thing and say it's a bust. I mean, I'm kind of upset over the whole situation because I know he's probably going to go to Seattle and kind of pull a DJ Reed from last year and be amazing. But um, Bethard, I will say, I mean, that was a bust when you look at all the people that, that they looked over for that situation and what we ended up getting out of that. I mean, those years, they weren't pretty. So I'm not going to say that was a success at all. All right, Donnie, let's talk about that that draft. Was Akello any one of those guys you felt like bus picks? What about Akello, man? Like, because he really had, his, his rookie year was was all right. And then he really showed some promise his next two years. He really showed growth, right? And then got hurt. <laughs> and then this past this year, which would have been his contract season if he would have did well, which he did. He ended the season really well, right? Any one of these guys you feel that Kyle and John may have missed on? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, of course. Uh, as far as Akella Witherspoon, I don't think he was necessarily a bust. Um, but whoever this guy is right here just kind of took – wait, no, sorry, not that, this one. Um, no, what the hell? Yeah, there we go. So when you're getting guys in the second and third round, I love the second and third round because a lot of times that's where the gold is. Uh, I'm pretty sure Richard Sherman came from the second round um, in Seattle. It wasn't us, but uh, – and he said it best as far as Beathard. Yeah, that was a bust. But as far as Akello goes, uh, like the dude was saying here, he's mentally weak. I don't necessarily agree with that, but that mentality is what I'm getting at here. If you come out of the second and third round into a situation like San Francisco, you got to take that and run with it. If you don't, 
you're mentally weak. You didn't do all you could with it. So um, there were a couple. Uh, I didn't think Pettis was a great. Yeah, Symmetry said it right here. I thought Pettis was yeah, pretty we, much a bust as well. We, yeah, we didn't even get to those groups, guys. That's the next year in the draft. We just focusing on this first year. So just let's address a couple of things. A lot of people saying Spoon was a miss. Spoon was a bust. Uh, we didn't get to the fish yet. Uh, now remember, guys, we're talking about rounds two and three. So you guys have mentioned Solomon Thomas. You guys have mentioned Ruben Foster. Those were first round picks. <laughs> like we, we're, we're past the first round, right? So we're into rounds two and three, right? And so that's why we're not talking about Solly T and those guys, which were which are huge misses, right? Those are huge misses in the first round, especially when you trade up to get those guys, right? And especially when you make trades back into the first round to get those guys. Peachy, any one of those three guys we talked about so far bust in your in your eyes? Was CJ Belton really a bust? Was he, you know, he came in and did what he's supposed to do. He was back up, back up, back up, back up. I, um, to me, I didn't really, I didn't really think that CJ was a bust. I just thought that there wasn't enough time invested in him. I mean, I did like the way that CJ threw the football. Uh, I, I really did like that. I liked his toughness. I really did. And I think that when Kyle decided to draft him, I believe that's what he was going for. I believe that he was going for his abilities. I just do not believe that, um, there was enough time invested in him. I just don't think that they gave enough time to him. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think CJ Beathard was ever going to be a starting quarterback. Right. Right. And so when they drafted him, I think Kyle Shanahan was like, look, look, I need a guy, you know, that could come in, play a couple of games, do some things. I see some things in him because this was a Kyle Shanahan pick. Right. This was this was a guy Kyle Shanahan wanted in, in this draft. Or was it John Lynch? I can't remember. I know somebody wanted CJ Beathard. Um, I think it was Kyle, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he, he did some things as well. And then Mullins was a the guy. He did some things well. It's just that if you could have put both of those players together, we would have had a great backup, right? Because if you could have put, you know, Nick Mullins able to line up under center and throw as deep as, you know, throw that ball down the field like C.J. Beathard, that would have been a pretty good solid backup to come in. But unfortunately, you know, they weren't. Now, guys, let's get to the next round, all right? And we'll go backwards with this. So we'll start with Peachy and we'll end with Annie. All right, so in that next round, it was Dante Pettis in the second round. It was Fred Warner in the third round. We had another third round pick as Tavarius Moore. So let's talk about these guys. Let's go with Peachy first, uh, Donnie, and then Andy. Okay, well, first of all, uh, I feel like that Pettis was a bust. That's the first thing. He had some promise, though. He had some promise. He really did. I don't know what happened, but it just... It just wasn't there. I don't know. I'm, I'm not exactly sure about that. And then um, you said you said Warner, right? Fred Warner. All Fred Warner. Fred. Oh well, we definitely know he's definitely awesome. So <laughs> Pro Bowler, whole nine yards. So that was an excellent, excellent pick. Excellent yeah. pick. We know how to draft linebackers. I tell you that. Except for yes. one, we missed on one, and that was a trade right. up into the first. That was the Ruben Foster guy. Uh, what about Tavarius Moore? Thoughts on him? Tavarius Moore, I don't really, I don't really think that Moore was a bust, really, either. I really don't. I do remember in that draft that there was a lot of, of teams that were interested in drafting him. So it's not, you know, um, around the same area where we did. So I don't consider him to be a bust at all. I think all right. Moore, Moore is doing good for the 49ers. 
All right, that's that's fair. Johnny, what about you? About these three guys, which one of these three guys you felt were the was the biggest bust? Pettis, we definitely know it's not Fred Warner. He's all pro, right? <laughs> and he's looking to get paid. And then Tavarius Moore, who's still a 49er. Uh, I definitely, I'm going to say Pettis. I mean, I said it before. Uh, there was a lot of promise. You, were, you hit the nail on the head with that one. And I really thought that dude was going to grow and really play off of his situation. I mean, he had a lot of good help around him, a lot of great guys to learn from, and he just didn't do it. I don't think he was, I don't think he's ever been mentally there. So, yeah, he was definitely the biggest bust. Tavarius Moore, I'm not going to go as far as saying that. Um, I think he could be better, but, you know, we'll I see. Agree. I agree with you. Uh, and, Annie, let's let's bring it home. Yeah, I mean, same thing there with Pettis. I mean, obviously, we saw how much potential he had, but he clearly, I mean, he didn't utilize what he had going for him. He had so much going for him, but he didn't. I mean, I don't like to question a guy's, like, motivation and love for the game, but I just I don't think he was putting enough into it to get what we expected out of that pick. And then Fred Warner, I mean – He's not, he's definitely on a bus. I mean, he's the highlight of this Shanahan Lynch drafting era. He was a huge hit. So that's really one of their uh, prizes on the shelf when it comes to their drafting. Then Tarverius Moore, we're, we're still waiting to see. I mean, I love, I love his hard hitting. I love his tough mentality. He comes in, it seems like you can count on him. We're just trying to see if he can put it all together. It seems like he's missing that final piece to become a starting safety in this league. See, all right. Symmetry says Moore is a contributor, special teams guy. That's what you want from a mid-rounder. He's definitely good on special teams, so we're not going to take that from him. And we need special teams players. But when it comes to him playing safety in the NFL, he still doesn't have it. And you said it best. He's missing something to tie it all together. Like something's missing. Takes poor angles. He In situational football, he's good. He probably leads the DBs in interceptions, right? Situational football, he's good. If you bring him in a dime package, he's only focusing on that one specific area and assignment. He's good. Like, he's good at that. But when you start adding in, hey, he has to play different sides of the field, you can tell there's a lot of miscommunication errors. And then a lot of passes get completed for big gains. And that comes to his inexperience. But listen, it's contract year. And so it's year four. He's going into year four. Same thing as Fred Warner, right? So these guys are going to be looking to get paid. And if I'm going to take any one of these guys that I'm going to get pay is Fred Warner. The question is, can Tavarius Moore upgrade his safety playing ability, even as a backup, even as coming in as a rotating, even if someone gets injured and he has to step in and start like he did last year, he has to upgrade and find that piece to link. He definitely is a good hitter, good tackler. He just takes poor angles, just like Marcel Harris, but they re-signed Harris. So it's a possibility that they find a way to get more back under contract too. So I do like more. I won't say he's a bust like you guys, but Pettis, man, Pettis is probably my all-time favorite bust because the kid came in and showed promise. Like you're like the 49ers finally have a wide receiver, right? With some wiggle. We, we, we talking about like miss tackle, miss here, get to red, get into the end zone, catching balls, fade over the shoulders, high up. Like he had that one catch in the end zone that was damn near Dwight Clarkish. And then I don't know what happened to his mentality. Like, so, like when did he not want to get hit? 
I, I, I missed it. I must have missed the game, missed the week, missed the practice. Something happened. Somebody said something to him, and it got to him. Um, but he seems he's doing he's doing pretty decent, and he's he's in New York now. So uh, I would say he was a he was a bad pick by Kyle Shanahan. Uh, and then last but not least, we got Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurt hurt right. And so let's talk about it. Right now, two wide receivers, rounds two, round three, 49ers doubled up. They like to double up. All right. Two and three. Debo Samuel, you got Annie, you got Debo. Peachy, you got Jalen Hurd. Let's go. I mean, I'm lucky that I could talk about Debo. I mean, that was a big, that was a huge hit. So I can't really, there's really nothing to complain about Debo. I mean, just the injuries, but man, he's been a huge, huge contributor for us. He's almost like shifted our entire offense, how the whole system runs. I mean, he's just changed it all up. And I think he's done everything you wanted him to and more. And I, you, you just really want that consistent play from him. I think that's the only thing you're missing to say that, well, like that was a slam dunk draft pick. All right. So I like this by my man, Mr. Lewis, right? My man, Taryn, right? He says, I don't think injuries should give you a bust label. Uh, Peachy, go ahead and answer that question and then talk a little bit about Jalen Hurd. I don't believe that injury should give you a bust label either. I think that you can't control when you get hurt. Uh, the only thing that I will say, though, the caveat is on that, is that I think um, Kyle, I think you said it best. There's a difference between playing hurt and playing injured. So it just depends on if they're in injuries or if it's just hurt, being hurt. I think that that can actually um, turn you into a bust because you're not out there, you're not performing, you're not practicing, you're not doing anything. So even if you do have talent, a lot of times people can't see it. It's not there. So the perception of you could be that you are a bust because you're never available. <laughs> that, I kind of understand that. That's that's part of bust for me. Right. Uh, I can understand uh, like that. That's, that's part of definition of bust. If availability, you know, being on the field, that's your best ability, right? Number right. one. And if you can't be there, it is what it is. So go ahead and talk about Jalen Hurd, man, because his availability is kind of slim to none. Uh Yes, and I hate this because I hate to call my boy Jalen Hurd a bust. I just think that a lot of what he has is just unproven. We don't know because we haven't seen him that much. I think I think it's too soon to call him a bust. I hope that we're able to see more of him. I would love to see more of him because his talent, you know, you, you could just tell from just the, the limited amount of time he's out there. He really makes a difference and his talent is really special. And I just know that it's waiting to come out if, if, if again, if it's able to, because he's another one that, that, you know, has a problem of, you know, being on the field. So, yeah, it's, it's funny what we call bus, right? Because we say we don't, we haven't seen much of them due to injury. Right. And then, but we'll call a person that might have some type of mental issues a bus, like a Reuben Foster, right? That would be a bust, right? But on the field, he couldn't stay healthy as well. But when he was healthy, he was flying around that field making all kinds of tackles, and it looked like it was going to be a hit. But due to his circumstances, he couldn't figure it out, right? He couldn't get stuff right. Couldn't get right. So sometimes players just can't get right, and it's okay to call him a bust. It's a miss. Bust, miss, same difference, man. My man Travis Green says Debo was always hurt. And you can't depend on him being there in big plays. And so this is something, Annie, I wanted to address to you. 
because you did say he needs to be more available. But, you know, like, he's on that route of being unavailable a lot. And what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, I would say this season is going to be a huge part in that story because at this point, it's obvious to him and the coaching staff, to everyone in that organization, that he has injury issues, that he has a problem staying healthy. So if he can't work on that and fix it, he can't work on being consistent, and the 49ers can't come along beside him, help him work on injury recovery, staying healthy, I just think this is the point where it's like, whoa, this guy, no matter how hard he tries, he's always going down. That's a serious problem. Awesome question. And Callie says, awesome answer. And Callie says, question, would you consider the D4 trade a bust? I mean, according to the definitions of bust, yes. Yeah. Right? Year one, no. Year two, hell yeah. Year three, it's still on the year side. We've seen him more off the field then we sit now. This does not mean we don't want these players to get healthy or play for the 49ers. We're not saying cut these guys. We're not saying cut Jalen Hurd, you know, cut what you call it or whatever, whatever. Look, we're just saying that if they're not available, like we can't properly assess them. Their coaches can't properly assess them. And and so to us in our eyes, they're not playing. So what do you what do you want to call them? Like on pause? <laughs> I don't know what you want to say, but you know, yeah. Same thing with Jalen Hurd too. I mean, as of right now, he would be a bust. But who knows? Maybe he'll get himself right, come back, be the player we always thought he would be. Then he's not a bust. You know, you just you can't make that call right now. Right, I, and and I understand that, and I, and I do understand. I mean, he did show a lot of promise in preseason football. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of showing promise. And preseason football. It's not the same as regular season football. And so I know a lot. Of, listen, I was I drafted Jalen Hurd in all my mock drafts. I, I, that was a guy high on my list. I wanted him here. We got him. I just didn't realize he was going to have injury issues. And so I'm telling you, though, when not injured, Jalen Hurd is going to be a problem. Big physical dog as a wide receiver that's all i'm gonna say i'm gonna leave it at that is he a bust we have to stay tuned hopefully he plays this season and we can kind of start putting some things together like that's what i'm you know when we talk about our our players man it's so difficult because we don't really get a great assessment of them right we get spurts and flashes and fairy tale dust and all that good stuff of what our players can be and then they go missing Debo samuel there's no player, there's no other player in the NFL like a Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. And it could be because they don't play as hard or they don't do the things he does, the things coming out in the backfield. Debo pulls a hamstring like every six games. And then I, some somehow, if he can find a way to play a healthier style of football, he is going to be a problem. Not a number one, not a number two, not a number three, but a Debo Samuel. There will be none other like Debo Samuel ever because of the mentality and the and his and the, the way he plays football. Hey, uh, Sim, you talked about wide receivers playing big. Debo Samuel is a wide receiver that plays big. Small guy, but plays small as in height, big as in stature, but small guy that plays big. All right, and so that would be you know I, I, you know the receivers that I I, w- I would like for the 49ers uh, going forward. So we're gonna get into the midst of our show. I have Donnie's picks here, so you know I don't know if Donnie's gonna be back. He's having power issues, so guys, you know keep Donnie and his family in your prayers. 
the family's in the house. I'm hoping they're going to be all right. Hopefully their power comes back on soon. We'll save Donnie for last. All right, so we'll start with Annie because Annie's going to be doing her draft. And then I'll go and then Peachy will go. And then if Donnie comes in, he can do his picks last. But what we decided to do, we're going to pick rounds three and uh, two and three. Day two of the NFL draft. So this will be the Friday of the NFL draft. And we all have different picks now before we do that uh, we put up a poll on nitty-gritty niners we asked which position should the 49ers address first on day two and 61 61 percent of you guys said the cornerback position the cornerback position and so we decided to do a show where we're going to go ahead and address what we think the 49ers should address on that particular day all right and so we'll go ahead and start with annie pick 43 is up and you select Tay Gowan from Central Florida. Oh, man. I mean, I love this guy. When you watch him, he really, he reminds me of the way Emmanuel Mosley plays. He's this long, lean type of guy. He's a little bit leaner than you'd want, but I think he's going to put that weight on and ultimately be successful. He just has, he has so much potential. I mean, he has great speed and great coverage. He's just, I think he's really underrated in this draft. And you look at the other people who come from Central Florida, I think AJ Bouye, he's from Central Florida. They've produced great cornerbacks. So I just, and he's a really realistic second round pick. I mean, there's some flashier guys, some other guys you'd want to have, but I think that he has a great chance of solidly being there for the 49ers. So he's my dependable guy, and I think he's going to fit in great. I mean, I think they say his specialty is press man, but he's amazing in zone too. He's just, he's everywhere. He's so versatile, and he's just, I think he has such a high ceiling to me. Now, y'all know if y'all be watching my drafts, and I'll be posting my stuff. Tay Gowan is always that wide receiver I'm taking out of the round three or four. I feel like he's there. I don't think he'll be there in real life. Uh, but his counterpart out of out of out of the school is is going to go you know high as well. There's two of them coming out of the same school, yeah, so yeah. they're both projected to go rounds two or three or whatnot. All right, and then uh, let's go with uh, actually Peachy. Let's go with your 43. Uh, you ready? And I like this. You guys are going freaking DBs. You guys are making me happy, man. So Peachy decided to go with my man Asante Samuel Jr. Man, pedigree football player. Go ahead and talk a little bit about him. You're on mute, sweetie. <laughs> there you go. Asante Samuel Jr., son of Asante Samuel. He is out of Florida State. And I think that Asante Samuel should be the pick because I feel like that can be outstanding in man. I also know that he's also got traces on. But every time that I watch him, he just jumps off the page. He is really, um, really good at everything that he does. And I think that he would be great for us. He's a little undersized, but I still believe that he would be a great pick for the 49ers. I, I agree 100%. 100%. I'm, um, I'm, I'm kind of nervous because I think he might be gone before, before 43. A lot of people are high on this kid. They're very high on this kid. It's, he's just versatile. He can move around. He can do different things. Uh, he can play in the slot um, and all kinds of different things. You know, all teams are always looking for someone in the slot, and the 49ers are as well. And so, to me, it just seems like he would just be the great, a, a great pick for the 49ers. I, I just love watching watching him. He's really, he's really awesome. 
I definitely agree. If I had to pick between Asante Samuel or Tay Gowan, it's tough. Uh, because I I know I could probably get Tay in that third round range. You know what I'm saying? That pick 102. He's projected to go like 80 something or something like that or 60 something. So it, you you gotta it's it's a game of it's a game. You know you know you don't know if he's gonna be there. So I, I I'm glad you grabbed him at 43, Annie, because he can. We don't have a 60 something or a 70 something pick. We don't draft yeah. it for 102 again. So that was good. My man Agent says I love Tay. I just think 43 is too high. Listen, man, we know one thing. Kyle and John does if they like their guy. They go get their guy. I don't care what the value, the mm-hmm. pick, the projection <laughs> is. They go get their guy. Brandon Ayuk, right? And so we got to mm-hmm. look at that. Now, uh, let's see. I'll go with mine, and then we'll do Donnie's at the very uh, – we'll do Donnie's uh, at last, right? And so you guys know I'm a wide receiver guy, and <laughs> if there's one thing I know that the 49ers like to do in the second round is they draft wide receivers, Right, they draft wide receivers, Dante Pettis, Debo Samuel. They get these guys in the second round because they want to get the best value out of that position with that pick. And so I think that the 49ers go for my man lightweight. Now, there's two guys I would like to pick here. I don't think Rondell Moore will be here at pick 43. I do think Elijah Moore will be here. Now, Sim. I, I, you told me to, I need to go watch him some more, and I did. And I and I just fell in love with him even more, Sim, right? You say he doesn't play big, but, man, this kid, he, he plays big to me. And and you can line him up in the slot. He can line up outside. My man Taron did his draft. He spoke a lot about the kid last night. Make sure you guys go ahead and watch his draft show, Nitty Gritty Niners. But this kid runs 4-3 speed. 4-3 speed. You line him up in the slot. He's twinkle toes. You're not catching him. He's gone. He can take an eight. You know what we saw Odell Beckham do, right? He can take an eight-yard, five-yard slant and take it to the house because he can make people miss. There's something about Elijah Moore that I really, 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 truly love, and it's that. Hey, I know I'm about to get slain on our own show, but check this out. I feel like Elijah Moore gives me... Antonio Brown vibes. I, he just gives me those vibes. He gives me those vibes. I'm not saying he's that great. I'm not saying he's gonna be that great. He gives me those vibes. If that means if that makes any sense. So I'm going wide receiver at the position. I'm also going uh, best player available too. So you know there there's a lot of guys that might be available. And if there's a, a wide receiver that's that's higher that I have higher on our our draft board over Elijah Moore, I might I might go that route. I don't have the uh, my man. Uh, Nami Brown from North Carolina higher than Elijah Moore. I have Elijah Moore higher than him. But again, it depends on what you need for your system. And I just like... <laughs> you know what was funny though, Catch? When I was when I was doing some research on this kid, right? What was funny about him was I saw a picture of him doing some Antonio Brown stuff in the end zone. Like peeing on the fire hydrant or something. I'm like, damn. Come on, man. You can't bring that to California, man. You're going to get flagged like a, like a mug. But he he gives me Antonio Brown vibes, guys. And, and, I'm, and I'm telling you, like, this kid, I know Sim doesn't think he plays big at that position. I just think he does. He is lightweight, but I'm cool with that. Yeah, you can get a guy later. Darby's there. You can get him probably around five, six, or seven. Uh, uh, there's a couple of guys out there. I also like that kid out of, uh, what is it, North Texas? My man, um... 
what's his name? Jalen something. Darden, I think that's his name. Like that kid too. I'm looking for, I feel like the 49ers have um, two guys I feel like that can, you know, I think Debo runs really decent routes, right? I think he runs routes pretty good. I think Ayuk runs routes pretty good. And, I, and so I think you can, you have that. I think what you need out of a slot, guys, you need a, you need a Julian Edelman. Like, I'm sorry, a guy that just moves the chains. A guy doesn't care about not scoring touchdowns, but a guy that only cares about getting first downs. And I think that's what you're going to get when you draft a guy like this who can still take it to the house. All right, so let's go with Donnie's pick. So Donnie is with the with you guys, right? So Donnie's like, hey, man, I'm going quarterback, right? And so I'm going to go to the University of Washington, and I'm going to grab this guy, Elijah Molden. Now, if I'm not mistaken, is he – I think he's a ball hawk. I can't remember. One of these guys have, like, tons of interceptions. Um, oh, no, that's the kid out of Oregon. I do apologize. That's Holland out of Oregon. Yeah. This guy is molding. We did do a little write-up on him, but he runs 4-5 speed. Uh, I think he's a little faster than that. I just think that's what he ran on his pro day. 5'9 and a half, 192 pounds. You guys, do you guys have any thoughts on Elijah Molden? We did cover him on our DB show. Yeah, I love the way Molden plays, and I think – he's so he's so dangerous in the slot i mean and that's what we need with k1 so i think that that's we need we need him for the slot so i agree if i had to pick between one of the three of your guys it would be Mm -hmm. samuel only because he can play inside and out and so like you can line him up at k1's position in the slot you could groom him there or you could groom him on the outside now he is a smaller db but he plays big like, like he plays big so that's a guy and he has that football pedigree mind like and, and you know that that skill set to play big all right so let's go ahead and let's go back around so we'll go with annie and then she's gonna go with pick 102 and annie's 102 pick is my man out of memphis i love this kid yeah this one is this this one's my stretch this one is me holding out for hope that he'll be available but if he is right. <laughs> yeah if he is and we don't get him. I'm about to, I don't know what I'm going to do, but he has got that low center of gravity. He's that power, like explosive kind of back that I feel like we're missing. And gosh, he had so many house calls last season, but I mean, and I think what, what kind of intrigues me about him is Antonio Gibson came out of Memphis too. And he was, he obviously turned out great in Washington and Gainwell, when they were both playing at the same time in 2019, Gainwell was actually taking away carries from Gibson. He was outplaying him. So if Gibson turned out the way he did, and I love the way Antonio Gibson plays, I think he would be amazing on the 49ers. And so I can only imagine how Gainwell would be with us. And so it's a reach, but I mean, I'm going Gainwell in round three if he's available. I'm glad you mentioned running back. I think the 49ers are set up to draft a running back in this draft if they choose to. I'm going to keep it a buck. If my man Travis Etienne is available at pick 43, I'm not looking at no one. I'm sorry, Elijah Moore, but give me the Etienne guy. This is a guy that can be that guy for the next several years. And then you can start, you know, building up the rest of your positions. All right, let's go with you, uh, Peachy, at 102. You are going with my man, Patrick Jones, the second defensive end out of Pitt. Mr. Patrick Jones, the second. And everyone knows if you watch Nitty Gritty or if you uh, read my comments on Nothing But Niners, I'm all about the edge rusher. I feel like that the 49ers need to to get some, some more edge rushers. I think that he's really good. 
I feel like that from what I saw, I feel like that his, the way he comes out of his stances, he's just kind of like a quick, quick pusher, quick hitter. He's fast. And I feel like that he will be perfect for what 49ers do. He plays, he played in college in a 4-3, but I do feel like that he's uh, adaptable to whatever, but I feel like that he could come in at a defensive end and just, just wreck shot, basically. I just loved watching him when I watched him. He's just really good. He has a he has a really good get-off. It was really good. Yeah, his, like get off, his get off his get off is really good. I, I do like the guy. I don't know why. I don't know. I think his test his test dropped him a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think he's true. faster than a five five guy, you know, a five mm-hmm. and a forty guy. I think he's faster than that. Right. Um he's not so he's definitely strong. So he has that you know, that bull, you know, mm-hmm. bull rush type mentality. Mm-hmm. And so hey man, I, I would like to see him on the squad there's a few edge there's, a, there's about 10 edge rushers i can see there as is. 49ers i'm yeah. just gonna say it like that and so there there are value at getting guys maybe later on in the draft but i definitely like this pick you know patrick jones was one of our top fives that we mm-hmm. talked about on our show so i think that's a great pick and so uh keep it moving let's keep it going i went with at 102 now i went with the unpopular guy all right and so i was saying to myself I'm tired of talking about this guy every freaking season. And this is his last season. And so let's move on. Right? And 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 and, and so I found I found a guy that I think can replace this guy day one. And it's okay if they don't. But if they draft this kid, I guarantee y'all 100% I'll bet a, uh, an official authentic 49ers football jersey that if this guy is drafted, he beats a guy that's already starting out of position. Week one, he'll be starting. And that's my man out of BYU. And no, I'm not talking Zach Wilson. <laughs> I'm talking about Brady Christensen, yo. Yo, his group, like his run block. Okay. Mm-hmm. He ran a 489. He he's 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. He's 6'6. Six, six, and he ran a four. Eight, nine. God dang, that's fast. I'm, I'm sorry. I, that, that's fast to me. That's fast to me. It's right under four nine, but it's fast enough to be in the four eights. And I really think he'll come in, fit the zone scheme, right? He'll fit. He'll be able to get out there on runs. Like we, you like what you saw, my man. All right. Here's something that we know. We know the guy that plays on the right side of the line can't do. Matt, well, actually, no, he's a pretty good run blocker, but he can't pass protect. And this guy can pass protect and run block at a high level. I think he beats him out day one. And uh, I think that guy becomes, uh, um, I think he becomes a backup. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, at least we'll have a good backup that knows the system and knows the scheme if this rookie comes in in round three. So we're talking round three, pick 102. Um, and so I think that'll be a guy that the 49ers can get. This kid runs a three, I mean, a four, eight, nine. Let's go with Donnie's pick real quick, and then we'll be done with this segment, and we'll go ahead and get into Andy's draft. All right, so Donnie wants to double up. Donnie says, look, Breezy, I'm doubling up. If this kid's available in round three, I'm getting him. Now, I would have drafted him over Molden. Somebody's Kentucky. There's three guys out of Kentucky I like. Him, a linebacker, and, um, oh, my gosh, what's the other guy? Forgot. Shoot. 
whatever. He'll come back to me. But Calvin Joseph, the linebacker, and there's one more player. I can't think of his name. Anyway, uh, so Donnie chose this guy, Calvin Joseph, cornerback, 5'11 and a half, 197, ran a 4'3. So he's even faster than Molden. Um, and I'm re- I think I like this guy actually better um, than Molden. Uh, but hey, these are Donnie's picks. He wanted to double up on a quarterback position, cornerback position. I ain't mad at him because I doubled up on my quarterback position in my draft all the daggone time. I go ahead and draft Trill Williams if he's available. All right, guys, thank y'all so much for tuning in. We're not leaving yet. We're about to get into Andy's draft, but the 49ers, the nitty gritty Niners talk show segment is going to end, and we're going to get right into the draft. So you guys can go ahead. Y'all better trash her like y'all trash my man Taryn last night because y'all gave him the Andy, when I tell you they gave him the business, Dang. don't be nice because she female. She is a 49er. Y'all, I want y'all to come at her like y'all came at Taryn, yo. I mean, they <laughs> they they gave him the bit, and then it didn't end because we got a, we got a chat that we chatting after, and they kept talking trash. I'm like, man, I love the faithful, bro. They keep it 100. All right, and so and, and it, listen, it didn't phase him one bit either. <laughs> it didn't phase him one bit. I loved it. All right, uh, let, uh, final thoughts, ladies, and we go and get up out of here. Oof, I'm ready for Justin Fields Pro Day. I'm ready to see what Wednesday. Is. But here's the thing. How will we see it? <laughs> Wait, we can't. Oh. Right. It's going to be closed. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> I can't Unless wait you... smile to see Justin Fields Pro Day. No, so, somebody going to be there with, oh, it has to be closed because of the plays. That's what it was, yeah. remember? So I can't Damn. wait for Kyle to see Justin Fields do his place. This is how you know, right, Peachy and Annie? This is how you know they're not drafting Mac Jones. They didn't yeah. do this for Mac Jones. Exactly. They didn't ask Mac Jones, hey, man, I want you to run the Y Spider Banana 2, 16, 45, 8 times. They didn't ask him to run any of that. They just said, man, go out there and just do something, right? They specifically are going to ask these guys to run some plays and see what they can do at the line of scrimmage. They might as well just let 5 on 5 suit up and just go for it, right? Like, that's what I would like to see. Like, they should. Yeah. It would have been dope if they could have got Justin Fields with his 5 and then got Trey Lance with his five, and then watch him go at it. <laughs> that would have been dope. Flag football <laughs> all day. All right. But uh, PG, final thoughts. With that note, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. You guys were great. All the comments were great. We appreciate it. Be sure that you tell your friends about this awesome nitty gritty show that we have that comes on Mondays at seven. Because you never know what you might hear and you never know what you might see. So make sure that you don't miss out on that. But I am also looking forward to my boy Fields Pro Day on Wednesday. You know, my nephew lives down the street from Ohio State. And I was really trying to see if I could get him to see if he could kind of sneak over there and get that camera action going a little bit for me. So he said he was going to think about it. Think about it. Just, why, why do you have to think? Exactly. That's what I said. I think he's afraid of getting busted. Hey, man, slip that kid a $25 gift card to McDonald's or something and have him go in there and, and you know, just get him, just get us, get us, get us a couple of plays. We don't need the sound. We just want to see it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We just want to see I'm it. I'm really look. trying to convince him to do it because he lives right, like right there. So. That would be awesome, matter of fact, if he's able to do that. Listen, guys, great show. Love you guys. Everybody out there, man, make, listen, I believe we're 
five subscribers from 400, right? And so we want to get to the 500 mark. And I promise if we do, we're going to give away an item. We're going to give away something, not a jersey, but something from the 49ers store. We'll give away something. We'll do a jersey at 1K. All right, we ain't get there yet. So when we get to the 1K, we'll do a jersey. So if you want a jersey, a free one of your choice, you know what I'm saying? We're not going to buy you an extra small. We won't buy you a Jimmy Garoppolo because they're $30. We're going to get you the one you want. All right? But we'll do something from the memorabilia store. Um, I believe you guys deserve it because you guys are here each and every freaking week. All right? Michael Eng says we're three away from 400. My bad. Last time I checked, it was five. Thanks, Mike. And so we appreciate right. that. But guys, please tune in. Please get all the 49er faithful that you guys rock with on Twitter. Just get them to subscribe to the channel. For some reason, they don't listen to me. I, I don't know if they like me or whatever. So the, the ladies, they're, they're asking Johnny that. Just, just do something, right? We got to get these numbers up, man. But listen, yo, Sim, hit me up, bro. I got you on any music you need, bro. All right, so guys, we're out of here, man. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to Nitty Gritty. Any awesome draft. I'll make sure I'll send you that post real soon. Mm -hmm. We Nitty Gritty. Stay up. Stay faithful, but keep it gritty. We out. Peace. They did it. Y'all know that sound. Nobody believed but us. That's why we grow faithful. Nobody believed but us. Touch that. You know that sound. Uh-huh. Tell me along. Let's go. Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Boys stay hot, reppin' niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that like Diddy. Oh. Yeah. Nitty greedy, this that niners talk. Yeah. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty greedy, this that niners talk. We outline players up the chalk. Nitty greedy, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that nine is tall. Nine is tall. Nitty gritty, this that nine is tall.